Thank you for tuning in to Walk in Truth Dig Deeper Bible Study. We hope you will learn to love the Word of God as we study, line by line, verse by verse. Come and join us on the exciting journey through the Word of God. Let's see what God is trying to tell us today. Always welcome to Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church, Dig Deeper Bible Study Day class. I want to pray a scene before we get started in 2 Peter chapter 1. Uh, we're going to be on verse 2. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Grace Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the people that are here and gathered and are listening around the world. Lord, fill our hearts and fill our minds with your word and your glory. Oh, Father God, as we approach Resurrection Sunday, oh, Father God, let us take in what was done for us at Calvary and let us understand the benefits, the advantages, and the rewards that we have for coming to Christ. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. 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 All right. So last week, last week we talked about uh, uh, the faith of the apostles. So let's open up our Bibles and let's get started. Second, Second Peter. Second Peter. I'm sorry. Second Peter, chapter, chapter two, and we're gonna and we're gonna pick back up at. Uh, we're going to pick back up where we left off at. We're going to be at verse, uh, we're going to be at verse two, but we're going to read verse one again. And last week we talked about the, chapter two, verse five. no, chapter two, verse one, okay. chapter, no, no. Second Peter chapter one, verse one, we did last week. Second Peter chapter one, verse two, this week. Okay, so we're in the first, first chapter of second Peter. And we talked about the apostles' faith, that we had a, a faith that's equal to the apostles. And we talked about the difference between belief and trust. And uh, it was a good discussion about that because it, it, to have the apostles' faith, faith, we have to truly get to the point where we uh, trust God in all aspects. And the great thing about having the apostles' faith, that means they're not way up higher than us or lower than us, we have an equal faith. So that means whatever they accomplish in their faith, we have the capacity, the ability, the authority, and the right to do the same thing, which is a beautiful thing because we don't, we look to them for direction and it says that we follow the apostles' doctrine, but we can follow it not only in their doctrine and their teaching, but we can also obtain a faith like theirs. Because he said a faith like ours. So now we're gonna go into the next phase of, after we obtain the faith like ours, we're gonna see what's next. And that's why I'm taking my time, because it's so important as we head towards Resurrection Sunday, we just bring to bear some understanding and some knowledge of some things. So it says, Simon Peter, verse one, Simon Peter, I'm reading out of ESV, Simon Peter, servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's the first verse. Then it says, the second part, may grace and peace be multiplied unto you in the knowledge, say knowledge, then the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May grace and peace be multiplied to you 
in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. We have to think about that. So we have the faith of the apostles. We can get that. But then there's this thing called multiply what? Grace and peace that we can only obtain through this thing called knowledge. See, to make that Philippians 4 uh, a passage about prayer, that we can come to God with anything with supplication. See, there has to be a level of knowledge that we have to have to be able to trust in that, to have faith in that. See, just to read that you can don't mean that you believe that you have the power to. That he can give you this peace that surpasses all understanding, but that's the multiplied grace and peace that you get when you come into the knowledge of Christ. And the knowledge of Christ is not a head knowledge. It's not an intellectual ascent. And see, a lot of times what we do is we can see people who know the word of God, but they don't have the knowledge of God. And the knowledge of God is a more intimate thing. The knowledge of God is not this academic thing where I know scripture verse and, and know the books of the Bible, but I've actually walked up to the throne of grace and started having a relationship with the risen Savior through the power of the Holy Spirit that leads me into all truth, the knowledge of God. And when you have the knowledge of God, you can have multiplied peace, multiplied grace. And that's a powerful thing because if I can have multiplied peace, that is a peace, Sister Lueda, that passes all understanding. It's just not temporary. It's ongoing and it's growing in me every day. I am a witness to multiply peace, to multiply grace. Grace is that extraordinary favor of God in your life that you see that was given to you by Calvary. It is so beautiful because it's nothing that you did to deserve it. He wants to give it to you. But you have to decide, now this is an act of your will, if you're going to grow in the knowledge. That's your part. Question. Go ahead. Version are you reading out of? Uh, the ESV. Okay. All the ESV. Okay. Yeah. Because in the uh, New King James Version, instead of saying knowledge, it says grace, mercy, and peace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To grow up in grace, mercy, and peace? Yes. Yeah. But even that, grace multiplied, did it talk about the multiplied grace? Right. Yeah. No, it doesn't say multiply. Verse 2 just says, to Timothy, a beloved son, Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ and Christ Jesus our Lord. Is you in Second Peter? Oh, I'm in the wrong one. Thank you. Second Peter, <laughs> chapter one, verse two. That's all right. That's all right. Thank you. Amen. Second Peter, chapter one, verse two. That's all right. Second Peter, chapter one. Okay. Thank you. Verse two. Okay. Thank you. Okay. No problem. So, with this multiplied grace and peace. You have to remember, we, he's writing to the same people that he wrote to in First Peter, okay. the exiles, okay? And this is called a general epistle, meaning that it will make its rounds, okay? okay? Yeah. Unlike some of the other ones, like Paul's epistles to Corinth, Paul's epistles to Galatia, Paul's epistles to the, to the churches, this is something that will go around to all the churches, okay? So we have this multiplied grace, we have this multiplied peace that surpasses all understanding, because we grow in the knowledge. And again, that's an act of your will. That's an act of your sanctification. Willing to be, excuse me, willing to participate 
wholeheartedly through prayer and supplication in knowing God. And the more you know God, the more you grow into knowing your new self. The more you know God. I'm, and again, I'm not talking an intellectual thing. I'm talking about an intimate thing. And I'm not talking about a sexual thing. I'm talking about a godly thing. Okay? And that's what we want. And what it, it, what it, and we're going to see how it's measured by God through the Paul, epistles of Paul. Okay? Go to uh, Colossians. Colossians. Not Galatians. Colossians. C-O-L. Colossians. I want you to go to that. Chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And you're going to, we're going, I'm going to start at verse 9. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. This is Paul dealing with the Colossians. Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Verse 10. Well, let's stop there. So Paul is praying for you to have this knowledge. And if he's praying for you to have this knowledge, he's saying that this knowledge has the capacity to give you all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So Paul's saying this intimacy that you want, that, that I was praying for you to have with God, it's going to benefit you because it's not going to give you some. It's going to give you all. See, you're you not lacking. There's nothing lacking in what's in you. It's that you have problem accessing it, battling with the old man. Because the old man doesn't want to allow you to walk in that knowledge and power. But as you walk and search and the scriptures to learn that intimacy with God, that old man dies every day because of it. And that's what you call walking in the spirit. You have discernment, knowing the difference between right, wrong, and anything that's indifferent from God. You better control your thought process. Because when you begin to have this understanding of who God is, the will of God that gives you this understanding and wisdom, now what you do is you control what you feel, you control what you think and you control your choices. And because you control what you think, you control what you feel, you make better choices, which have better outcomes. Better choices. But we first got to grow in something so we can know something so we can make better choices. The problem with the church, everybody wants to skip the hard work of growing and knowing and learning. You don't grow from preaching. You grow from teaching and taking the teaching and applying it to your life. I'm a witness of this. I'm not talking about something I heard. I'm talking about something that I know. I'm growing in multiplied peace and grace every day. I can sit and remember how I used to think and now what I think about now. And what I found out is because I'm growing in the knowledge of God, the practical benefits, I spend less money. Yes. 
Hallelujah. I waste less time. Hallelujah. I'm before God more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I ain't in everybody's business. Mm -hmm. I'm going, I'm thinking about y'all all the time. You see, that's just a small, and, and God has turned my health around. Why? Direct correlation because of relationship with him. That's the beauty of this. Go to the doctor yesterday. Doctor say, you're not even the same person. He said, I didn't even recognize you. Just like Lester, he didn't even recognize who I was Sunday. Because God, I took on this time of isolation because I had been isolated before and took on the assignment. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I took on an assignment that I didn't want to, but I learned from it. But this time, it was a willing assignment because I learned the benefit of being isolated the first time. Mm -hmm. So this time was right up my alley. Okay, we can't go, we can't do, we, but I could do a little bit more, but it's still limited get back into God like I was. And now I even have a better understanding. So what God did was take me from where I was to now, and now take me where I'm going for the future. But it based upon my relationship with him. It's based upon my relationship with him. Okay? Verse 10. So as to walk, see, lifestyle, walk in a manner, see, we just talked about it, walk in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. Fully, what? Pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and what? Increasing. And increasing in the what? Knowledge. So, byproduct of relationship, increasing fruit. Byproduct of relationship, multiplied peace and, and grace. I want you to get that. Because when you have the knowledge, you'll have the fruit. If you don't have the knowledge, you won't have the fruit. You won't have the peace. You won't have the multiplication of grace in your life. So this is the measurement by which we can measure ourselves and say, do I have more fruit in my life? And if I have the evidence of the more fruit in my life, then I have the knowledge and I'm gaining it even the more. So the prayer is the evidence of fruit will prove to me that I have the knowledge, and if I got fruit, I can give it to you. The fruit of the spirit, the fruit of fruit, whatever, the good things I just said. Anything that's good is considered fruit in the Bible. Okay? So you have these good things through gaining the knowledge, which all encompasses all the fruit of the spirit, all of it, not picking and choosing. It's really the fruit of the spirit, not fruits. Okay, love, joy, peace, long suffering. All of that is displayed in my daily walk. Because he just said that, that my walk be worthy. Well, my walk can only be worthy as I dine on the fruit that I've gained through the knowledge. This is what you got on this side of Calvary. You didn't have that on that side of Calvary. So that's what makes this Easter so special to me. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you're like, well, it's different. What's different is I had isolation time with God to lead me to today. Hallelujah. That says, now you have a more fuller understanding of Resurrection Sunday. You ain't going to get up there talking about he was, you know, he was raised on the day. You ain't going to get up there and do all that. You want to watch, you'll be able to watch a thousand sermons on that. Screaming at you, talking about he got up on the third day. 
I'm concentrating on what we got from him getting up on the third day. This was given to us. This is a gift. When Ephesians talk about the free gift of God and salvation, this is the benefits from you believing and trusting in God. I, I'm, 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 my bones are in chilling right now because I got so much to tell y'all. And, and, and I know I don't have much time, but I, but I just wanted to get y'all to understand God is good. And I ain't talking about nothing outside of the spirit of God. I ain't worried about my house. I ain't worried about my car. I give all of that to God because God promised if he, if he clothed the lilies of the field, he'll take care of me. And what I learned is even in my ignorance, God is taking care of me. And think about it. If Paul prayed that for his, is for the Colossians, I pray that for y'all. That you walk in a manner that you grow up, that you mature in this knowledge, this relationship with God that you can only have because of what Jesus Christ did. It has nothing to do with you joining the church. We're talking about the church invisible, the true body of Christ. I had to explain to somebody this, this past week so far, you know, this Tuesday, <laughs> yesterday, that just because you belong to a visible does not necessarily mean you're part of the invisible. And just because you're part of the invisible, you need to belong to a visible because you need to take that gift to somewhere that it can be used, flourished, and grown. Too many of us, and some of y'all in this room, have sat because you had nowhere, and you couldn't imagine, you thought you would go to hell or something would happen to you because you were told that even though you knew in your spirit you weren't growing, you were scared to leave. You were scared to say, you know what, I'm done. Not in a negative way, but just fact in a growing way. That it's just time for me to move on. And you know that you would have been encouraged to do that. You would have been encouraged to do that. They, no, they need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. But, but, but you're not feeding me. What do you need about me if you're not feeding me? Because I'm anorexic. How can I do good if I'm anorexic spiritually? And I haven't grown in the knowledge and the grace of God. How can I, how can I be a benefit? Oh, I know how. Look in your purse and look at your checkbook. Don't you see all this we got to keep on? That's why I know God is doing the thing, new thing, because smaller is better now. Smaller is better. Because it only takes faithful few. Like I've always said, I don't understand the true understanding that God say, I don't need a whole bunch of folk lying to me. I need some people that have grown in the knowledge because what I want to do with them, give them multiplied peace, give them multiplied grace. And if you got it multiplied, you got enough to give away to somebody else. If you start out with a dollar's worth of grace and, and peace and then God give you 10,000, he said multiply. Don't you have enough that you can afford to trust God to give you more? And that's the key to it, too. Once I begin to understand this thing, I understand it's given to me to steward away to somebody else. Yeah, it sustains me. It keeps me calm. It keeps me 
blessed. But also, I want to be a blessing to somebody. And that's what you talked about one time. We are the blessing of God. We are a blessing. We're going to be a blessing. But you got to decide to do that. That's an action. God loved you. He died for you. You love the saints. You die for the saints. But you love those who, who are blind and you love them enough to show them the light of God in you. Because the day God decides to take you up out of here, the church, the invisible church, then that's when the chaos really began. Because you his representative now. He said in John, as I could work as long as there is day, but then the night is coming where there will be no work. The night is coming when there ain't going to be no work. No more grace, no more mercy, no more love, no more peace. But you are the people of peace. You are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers because they're going to inherit. We just read in, 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 in 1 Peter, there's a treasure that's being stored up from us because of the faith. Whose faith? His faith. His obedience. And what we do is believe in that he is and therefore we are. He's the great I am. And we the great we are because of him. We're in him. If, 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 you can't break that down well enough to get full understanding how blessed you are in Christ Jesus. I don't have a big, big enough vocabulary for that. And I, and I have a very large vocabulary. And I do not have enough words that could tell you how beneficial it is to be in Christ Jesus. To be with you guys, the fellowship. That's why Paul said, don't forsake this thing called fellowship because it's a precious time to God where his children get together and love on each other and love on me. We come to church Sunday to love God and love each other. You get your teaching on Tuesday. You get your love on, on Sunday. That's why this Sunday is so important to me because I want to pour out my love on Jesus on y'all as much as I possibly can in that one little hour. Lord knows that'd be one of them days if we could, we'd be in church for three hours and we all be asleep. <laughs> we all be, hold on, don't we get, hey, get curling downstairs and make us something. We might be all right. Take a break and come on back up. So, 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 but not, we're just going to be in for an hour. So, so be, uh, bearing fruit in every good work. See, when you when you go into knowledge, you're going to do good stuff. Good work and okay, and uh increasing in the knowledge of God. Okay. Colossians verse 3 and uh 3 and 9. Do not Okay, 3 9. Do not lie to one another. Okay? Cuz you put on this new person. Do not lie to one another. 3 and 9. Do not lie to one another seeing that you have put off so you took off the old self with its what? Practices, its ways, its attitudes. I'm just adding words to it. it the dispositions, mindsets, and verse 10, and have put on, put on the new self. So when you have this knowledge and you're bearing fruit, you are acting in the new self. Your mindset is in the new self. And have put on the new self, which is being what? Renewed in knowledge after the image of the creator. So the new self is in the image of the Lord. 
You are being conformed into his image. When you walk into the intimacy of the relationship in Christ Jesus, you bear the fruit and you carry his image, his character, his likeness, his mannerisms, his ways. This is the new you. This is the new creation. And you can see this is thing another thing. It said put off. It is said it's going to be taken away. You make the decision to put the old man to death. You make the decision not to walk in your old ways. You make the decision. You have the power now because sin has no more dominion over you. And you can make a decision to do the right things. You can control your thoughts. You can control your, think, your feelings. And you can make better decisions. And you can make decisions that bear fruit for God. Because you are his image. And when you decide not to, you grieve the Spirit, Holy Spirit that's in you. We know that the Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. But, but see, all this, all that I'm saying is on this side of Calvary. On the front end of Calvary, they didn't couldn't do all that. On the po post-Calvary, you got all of this. Knowledge, fruit bearing, all of that. Image bearing. He never said to none of the Israelites that you, you bear my image. That's why you got to understand when you read the Old Testament, it's just a schoolmaster, is Jesus Christ concealed. You got the substance now. The new the, 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 the gospels of Jesus Christ revealed. They were waiting, like he said, he Jesus said, they were looking forward to me. And now I'm here and y'all can't stand me. Because I don't fit what you wanted. Not what the scripture said, because I am here like the scripture said. But you're more concerned about your outward oppression versus your inward oppression, which is sin. Sometimes what happens when we tell people about Jesus, we want to get to this part that we're talking about. But they can't get to that part. Okay, you want to get to the Holy Spirit, love, fellowship, and all that when you're talking to somebody. But if you don't come through the cross, you ain't, you, you're doing them a disservice. If you don't convict them of their sin and show them that God died, there's a God that loved them enough to die for them and send his son. If you take them too fast out of that and go over to this, this inferior relationship, what you've done is, is depreciate the relationship because the way we appreciate the relationship is through the historical narrative of the cross, the beating, the scourging and all of that. And he didn't come down. That's how we know what we got is, is precious because he made it precious because he died for it. And if you don't never get a person to appreciate the death, you will never get them to appreciate the resurrection. And you've done them a disservice because you scared to say he died for your sins. Mm -hmm. He died for your sins and you are a sinner. And unless you come to Christ, you will be separated from him. You ain't got to go say hell. You say you can you imagine being separated from your mother and father forever, even in eternity? Because you might have a mother person who person died. Say, no, you ain't going to see them again if they say. Can you imagine that you'll never see them again? Your kids, you'll never see them again. That's what it's going to be like. And then it's going to be bad because you're not going to be in this beautiful sunlight. You're going to be in complete darkness. And you're going to remember this conversation. That's why I tell people it's dangerous to talk to a saint because when a saint gives you the gospel, that's a decision-making moment for you. And if you don't make that right decision, you may get another shot, but you may not get another shot. And when you don't get another shot, God will let you live out your life. And he say, remember when, when Sister Jackie gave you the gospel and you said no? 
I ratified your decision. You didn't want to love me. I wanted to love you, but you didn't want to love me. So I let you stay just like you are. See, what we do is make people too comfortable in their sin. So why would I change if God loves me so much and he loves me, he loves me, he loves me? Yeah, that's true to a point. But the, the, but the thing about this, there's an enmity with God that we already have. We're enemies of God. That's what the Bible says. And since we're enemies of God, he loves us enough to die for us, but he's not going to let you play him cheap with his sacrifice because he sacrificed his son. And however you guys want to explain it in your own voice, you know, this is pastor's voice. That's what I do. OK, but you got to have you got to have your own way of talking to people and getting them saved. Because, again, like I told you, that's the only reason why you still here. You ain't here to you gonna gain all this, but you're here to, to talk to somebody. It's always bigger than you. So you have this new self that you can put on and that you can walk with, that you can bear fruit with. That's what we're talking about today. OK, that's what we're talking about today. That is exactly what we're talking about today. So we have this. We have this fruit bearing. We have this opportunity to uh, do and go. Uh, do me a favor, uh, Sister Wade. Go to uh, Colossians and go to two. Go to two and I think it's two and two. Colossians two two. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is how the New King James mm -hmm. and it, and it reads. That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. That's it. Okay. So, this we have this mystery. So, this knowledge that you attained, it lets you know. This relationship that you have was a mystery to the to the Jewish nation. The Gentiles coming into the body of Christ before the kingdom comes back was a mystery. Okay, but this mystery helps everybody because now that the Jews have failed, and God is going to come back to deal with them and do what He promised for them. Okay, but until then, we need to show them a way to Jesus. See that they can't still get in until they accept Jesus. Our job is to reason with them through the mystery of him choosing us, of him accepting who we are, dropping all the ordinances of the Old Testament, going with the one thing to get Jesus carried over into the New Testament, was you love your neighbor as yourself and that you love your God with all, all your body heart. He kept all that part of the Mosaic Covenant. The rest of it, falls under that because if you read the most if you read the Ten Commandments, the first one, the first one is about your relationship with God. The second one is about relationship with man. But if you have your relationship right with God and the knowledge and, and grace and peace and this mystery, then the then that part of no ox, no adultery, all of that fall into place. If they would have obeyed the first two, the rest would have been easy. And the same thing with you. When you make a decision to live godly in this knowledge and this peace, it becomes easy for you because you'll find out that it's not as hard as you think it is. It may be. And, and again, on some level, it may be to other people. It may be boring and not exciting that you don't listen to everything. You don't watch everything because you understand how important your ear gate and your eye gate is. Amen. You don't participate in certain conversations because you understand that that, that you still got the old man in you and that 
fuels the fire of the old man when you do stuff that's unbecoming of your walk. So you make choices. And sometimes we all fall into the conversation. You know, it's just part of the nature of man. But the key is, are you falling into it less or are you falling into it more? And there we have the lesson for the day. There is a peace that comes from the knowledge. There is a peace that comes from the relationship. There is a peace. And you can go back and read those passages that we just read in Colossians to get a fuller understanding. There's something that we can have in God through the intimacy of a relationship that we can't have with anyone else. And because we have this with God and it's all in Christ Jesus, as we head towards Resurrection Sunday, this was all given to us. This capacity, this ability, this authority, this, this love to have this relationship with a loving God who said the only way you can get this if my son is obedient and dies. And he was the one sacrifice for all. You don't have to do anything else. And everything you do for God is not out of compulsion. It's not to be blessed. It's because he blessed us already. And that's what makes church, that's what church can be a lot easier. Because if you think about the fact that you get to because of what he had to do, he had to do what he had to do. You don't have to. But if you want to lay with him, he's saying, can't you see that there's a benefit? You get to come to church. You get to give to the church. You get there's no there's no good gift that I would withhold from you. That if I want you to have it, hell or the people of this world can't stop it. And you worried? Why? I died so you wouldn't have to worry. But I know it's in your nature. And guess what? I love you so much that I'm gonna give. You, I'm gonna grace you. I'm not going to make it a law if you worried you going to hell. I'm not going to let you live under that old covenant that the Israelites could never live under. I'm going to let you live under the covenant of love and grace that all who would receive me can live under and grow from. That the only law that I have is love. Prophecy will stop. Tongues will stop. All this will stop. But love is the thing that will endure and you can only appreciate it if you grow into this knowledge. You will gain the peace when you understand the, the sacrifice. That's the only way you're going to gain the peace. If you, if you ignore the sacrifice, you have a superficial view of the peace because you will always be looking for God to do something for you. And he's already done it all. He said it's finished. But you got it, but you keep it going. Because you don't want to receive. You don't want to respond. See, this is the thing. Now the responsibility is on you. To save you was on him. Even to sanctify you, it's on the Holy Spirit. But for you to enjoy it and participate in it, it's on you. It's not on, it's not, it's not on God to, 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 to you know, you participate now because you got a choice. Before you had no choice. Before salvation, you had no choice. After salvation, you got a choice. And a lot of times, again, because I, what we think and what we feel, we pick wrong. And I still pick wrong. But guess what? I'm starting to, I'm starting to realize that in my, in my 1998 to now, this journey I'm on, I made better choices. They ended me up here before you. I couldn't have got here without God. I couldn't. 
Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Continue to bless us as we go out in this world and appreciate this coming Sunday. Bless the word that's going to go out, Lord. It's similar to what we talked about today to reinforce that, Lord, there's a relationship you want to have with us that's beyond our comprehension. And once we tag into that, oh, Lord, you give us peace that surpasses all understanding. And that peace and that grace will be multiplied to us and that we will be fruit bearers of your word and of your glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been blessed and encouraged. Continue to listen, subscribe and share on our YouTube page and your favorite podcast platform where we could be reached. Consider donating to this ministry on your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. We want to thank you for all of your support, and especially your prayers. Stay tuned, be encouraged, and be blessed.